0: With a closer look at the news and events affecting Prince George, welcome to After Nine on ninety-three point one CFIS FM.
1: Now we start in the host chair. Got uh, Julia Odegrove from the PG Iceman a little bit later, and then Les Hanna from the Prince George Library. Going to start today though with Jody Strongstad, and I'm going to see if I can get the full name right. The Crisis Prevention, Intervention, and Information Center for Northern BC.
2: Yes. <laughs> Can we
1: just call it the Crisis
2: Center? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Okay, and what's your position with the Crisis Center? Yeah, so I am the program coordinator for community education there.
1: Okay. And now you guys have got a big one, to some extent, coming up beginning of February when it comes to community education.
2: Mm -hmm. Yes, so um, February 7th and 8th, we are doing an ASSIST. Um, It is a two-day intervention, a suicide intervention course um, that stands for Applied Suicide Intervention Skills Training.
1: Okay, And now, who is, who is this course aimed at?
2: Yeah. Um, this course is really aimed for, like, it's designed to be able for anybody in the general population. Mm -hmm. Um, it doesn't have to be like social services. It doesn't have to be social workers. It's designed for anyone who interacts with people, um, to be able to take it. Um, it's really just about teaching people skills on how to recognize, you know, somebody might be thinking about suicide and be able to help that person. Yeah.
1: It's signs that somebody might be thinking about suicide. It seems to me that's a fairly wide-ranging yeah. thing. Because it, I, it is the one thing you teach as well, basically, better to be safe than sorry? Like, if there's any thought at all in your mm-hmm. mind that this person might be, then do something?
2: Yeah, part of the training that we kind of go through is talking about what we would call invitations to ask about mm-hmm. suicide. Um, and those are never ending like anything can be an invitation that somebody might be having thoughts changes in mood um, you know life cha- like things that are happening in life mm-hmm. um, and really we just teach to be like better safe than sorry is to just ask about it um, so we teach the importance of just asking if somebody's thinking about suicide and um, what that looks like and then kind of steps from there on how to listen to their story about suicide um, how to find those connections to life and keep them safe um, and so part of that really is just teaching how to ask about it. It's a really scary question, yeah. um, and we kind of just talk about, you know, what what are some of those fears, and you know, what are those thoughts that come up in you, um, and be able to give them some practice to be able to ask about that.
1: Now it seems to me when you're talking about interactions, a lot of that I would think would have to be with people who you've all who you already know mm-hmm. to a large extent. Because if I walked up to Joe Black on the street. <laughs> and just started chatting with him I would have no idea of whether his mood had changed
2: yeah yeah absolutely um, and that's why you know this is such an amazing program in that it teaches um, people on how to help each other you know mm-hmm. for us at the crisis center we do this for you know oh. we, we care about people and we are suicide prevention experts but um, you know people in the community they know their friends and families and colleagues and students the best mm-hmm. um, so teaching them so that they are aware of what things to kind of look out for in, in the people around them Um, so that they can help each other is, um, such an amazing thing. You know, they're way more, it's way more effective than for us to, to maybe not know people and not know those different signs. Um, so yeah. And really we kind of, I know I always say it's just kind of like a gut sense. If there's any kind of a change, Mm -hmm. um, then be aware of that and just acknowledge, you know, Hey, I'm kind of noticing something is maybe a little bit off with you. You know, are you thinking about suicide?
1: Yeah. Um, Is that a question that you want to bring up fairly quickly in the discussion? Or is that something you kind of lead up to a little bit?
2: everyone is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Um, and part of the beauty of assist is, um, we, we don't force people to go in, like to fit the model kind of a Mm -hmm. thing. Like we do go through a model, but, um, everybody has different approaches and different, you know, ways to do it. You know, two friends might be meeting and have coffee over 45 minutes. And then at the end, one friend thinks, "Mm, there might be something a little bit off. Um, and then they maybe bring up suicide, Mm -hmm. um, for somebody else. Maybe it is within the first couple of minutes that you have an interaction. So every interaction is different, Mm -hmm. every caregiver is different, you know, every person with thoughts of suicide is different, and it can look a little bit different every time.
1: So, is one of the things that you go through in ASSIST how to broach the the subject of suicide Mm -hmm. if it hasn't come up in the discussion you've already had? Yes.
2: Um, yeah, one kind of general rule that we kind of go by is, you know, even just phrasing it that like sometimes, you know, sometimes when someone's going through a divorce, they have thoughts of suicide. Mm-hmm. Are you having thoughts of suicide? Um, and that helps normalize, um, that, mm-hmm. you know, people have thoughts of suicide and, um, you know, sometimes when someone is maybe going through something challenging, they might have those thoughts, you know, and just kind of double checking, do you have those thoughts? Mm-hmm. Um, so we do talk about different ways to maybe broach it, um, because it, it, can be a really scary thing to bring up for a lot of people. Um, the idea of, you know, asking about it is kind of, what if they say yes? You know, yeah. what do I do next?
1: Okay. Now, now I'm in a crisis. Yes.
2: <laughs> uh, you know, it's like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna panic now, but we, we talk about, you know, what to do next, mm-hmm. um, how to listen to their story, you know, what has them thinking about dying. Um, being able to kind of talk about what's going on and let that person really share what's on their mind.
1: I would think that for people who take the course as, say, general public,
3: mm-hmm.
1: one of the things you give them as well is, here's the line for the Crisis Center.
2: Yeah. Um, we talk about, um, you know, the whole point of ASSIST is it's kind of like... Um, Kind of like physical first aid, you know. we mm. you know, like ambulance attendants will uh, attend a scene right. and then provide, you know, that life sustaining yeah. um, support and then transport onto long term services.
1: Yeah. Stop so, the bleeding, get the leg set backwards, yes. supposed to be then. Get into the exactly. Law. Yes. Yeah.
2: And so assist is really, um, it's like emotional first aid. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we do is we teach how to keep somebody safe, um, from suicide for right now, you know, mm-hmm. for today, how can we keep that person safe coming up with a plan together and then transporting them on to like long-term services. Um, and yes, we do provide the crisis line, um, as part of those services, yeah. Because it is 24-7, you know, we're available and, um, it's important to be able to have something that people Mm -hmm. can access. Um, if maybe there are other kind of support systems in place aren't available in that moment.
1: And I think the other thing is the crisis center people have more training than just the assist. Yes. So they're sort of that next step up. Again, as you were saying, ambulance driver gets there, Mm -hmm. he stops the bleeding puts the splinter on the leg mm-hmm. gets him to the hospital the first doctor who sees him there may not be a specialist yeah. but he can go a little bit further because yes. he got more training yeah. than if need be they go up the line
2: yeah yeah exactly and um, you know with ASSIST we really um kind of the, the power of it is finding what we would call like a turning point, Mm -hmm. um, which is that person's connection to life. So any reason that they might still want to stay alive, um, and we emphasize that with them and say, you know, it sounds like your sister is really important to you. You know, how would it be to stay safe today Mm -hmm. so that you can connect with your sister? And then from there we would develop like a safe plan. Um, and we teach, um, the participants how to create a safe plan. And there's a whole bunch of things that we go through and we look at to make sure that that person can be as safe as possible. Mm
1: So if you go through that on an individual basis with somebody, Mm -hmm. yes, part of that as well is let them know that you're there anytime they want to help.
2: Yeah. Um, It might look a little bit different every time, Um, you know kind of working in this field, it's really important that for caregivers or people who are providing care, basically that they also take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, for some people, maybe they aren't in that position to be able to, to be that, you know, ongoing support for that person. And that's okay. Um, What we would do is just kind of fit that into the safe plan and, you know, figure out who, who can we pass this person on to warmly to make sure that they can get that continued care. But sometimes, yes, it is us where we Mm -hmm. can say, these are some pieces that I'm going to do to help keep you safe and maybe we bring in some other supports as well.
1: Okay. Now, I think as well with the crisis center people, they're in a different situation entirely because mm-hmm. you're basically always dealing with somebody over the phone. Yes. So you, you can't see their face. Mm-hmm. You have no idea what their reaction is when you ask mm-hmm. questions except by what they say and you can't really go by that.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So, to some extent, assist for the average person would be a little bit easier to work with because they're dealing with the person face-to-face.
2: Yeah, it's definitely different doing it over the phone. (sighs) Um, You know, when we, we are like a I have done, um, like assist with people in person and done Mm -hmm. interventions with people in person. Um, and it can be a little bit easier because you are sitting with them and you can see them face to face and, you know, if something is happening, you know, you can take certain means away and all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, but it absolutely is something that can be done over the phone too. You know, obviously that's what we do over the phone, but you know, even for loved ones, maybe who live in a different city, um, that's call us up and are maybe having those thoughts of suicide, um, you know, assist teaches us a model that we can still go through and still keep that person safe, even if we're not face to face with them.
1: So what are the qualifications to take assist? Like, do you have to be a a
2: certain age? Yes. 16 and above, um, which is really the only qualification, um, you don't have to have certain other training. You don't have to have certain backgrounds. Wow. Anyone is able to, to access and take So the this is like
1: a first step into the whole thing.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, I always kind of say this is like a meat and potatoes kind of meal yes. for suicide intervention. Um, assist is something that was created by Living Works Canada. Um, they are, it's kind of like a gold standard, um, across the globe for suicide intervention. Wow. Um, and it is like, the best training that you can get for how to help somebody who's thinking about suicide
1: now is the training free
2: the training does have a cost. Okay. Yes. So it is $300 per participant or $250 if um, you are a student.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's two days? Yes. Every seven days. So is there a full day each day?
2: Yeah. it's pretty. They're pretty full days. So yes. it's 830 to 430 over Oof. the two days. Um, we take lots of breaks. Um, oh, you know, we take lots of breaks throughout. There's an hour lunch um, mm-hmm. because we recognize it can be a really heavy topic and it um, can be long days. And so we really emphasize how important it is to take care of yourself for the participants. You know, if Mm -hmm. you need to take a moment and step outside, that's okay. Um, Really emphasize that self-care so that they can really get all of the information in but also take care of themselves too. Uh,
1: Is there is sort of a limit on how many people you can take.
2: Yeah, so the maximum that we can have is 30 people at a time. Well, okay. Um, right now we're sitting at about half of that, so we definitely still have quite a few seats. Yeah, but this is Prince aren't... George.
1: People sign up in a hurry.
2: Yes, totally. Um, so February 2nd is the kind of uh, registration deadline, so um, that's when people can register. But we do also offer assists, you know, every six weeks or so. Oh, wow. Um, okay. You know, we try to have that because there is a need for it. And so we do try, you know, six weeks to every couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of have an ongoing thing. So if somebody does want to attend and they can't attend this one, um, you know, even if they, you know, get in contact with me, I kind of have an ongoing wait list and I just message people whenever um, we have our next date set.
1: So where can people get more information about assist and the, the, uh, Crisis Prevention, Intervention, and Information Center for Northern D.C. in general.
2: Yeah. Um, for assist, you, um, people can email me. Um, you know, my email is just Jody, J-O-D-Y at crisis-center.ca I'm kind of the go-to person when it comes Mm -hmm. to workshops Um, and you know just in general they can go to our website as well Um, you know just going to Crisis Centre for Northern BC um, we pop up and uh, all the information about all of our different services we have you know dates for upcoming workshops um, more details on all of the different workshops that we do all of our different phone lines and everything is there and where is this assist being held? This assist is being held at the University of Northern BC. Okay, is that a
1: regular facility for you guys? Yeah, or, yeah. We,
2: we tend to use them. Um, it is just like a really nice location mm-hmm. um, and really easily like accessible for us. So yeah. yeah,
1: weather can be a bit of a problem every once in a while. Yes, yes, absolutely. Like if you had one, say a week and a half ago or so. Yes. You wouldn't have been having one a no. week and a half ago.
2: Yeah, I have attended, I have a feeling that we might have had a few people saying, we're going to be a few minutes late or sorry, I can't make it. Uh, yes. We're having
1: a crisis of a different yes. sort down here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Jody Strongstad, Crisis Center for Northern BC. Thanks very much for coming in and chatting with us about the ASSIST program yeah. coming up.
2: Awesome. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Okay. Take a quick break and we'll be back with more
5: after nine. When we come back from a trip, but our luggage does not, that's usually not a good thing. But what about the invisible baggage we carry, our old sins and regrets? Hear how God's forgiveness in Christ is a gift from far away that puts those regrets away as far as the East is from the West. Our guest speaker is Dr. Dan Pavla this week on The Lutheran Hour.
6: Top 3 food related New Year's resolutions for 2024. Resolution number 3: Eat healthy food that I enjoy eating. Let Debs Cafe and Specialty Bakery help you out. You won't find healthier menu items than our soups, sandwiches and baked goods anywhere, and our many satisfied customers have told us they eat here because they enjoy the food. Check us out for yourself. Your taste buds will be glad you did. Debs Cafe and Specialty Bakery, next to Pharmasave at 7th and Quebec.
5: When we come- come back from a trip, but our luggage does not, that's usually not a good thing. But what about the invisible baggage we carry, our old sins and regrets? Hear how God's forgiveness in Christ is a gift from far away that puts those regrets away as far as the East is from the West. Our guest speaker is Dr. Dan Pavla, this week on the Lutheran Hour. Sunday mornings at 8 here on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Forecast from Environment Canada, flurries today, wind
1: up to 15K, a high of minus two with a morning wind chill to minus 10. Cloudy tonight, a 60% chance of flurries this evening, then partly cloudy, more wind, a low of minus five. For Wednesday, cloudy with a forty percent chance of flurries in the afternoon, a high of minus two.
0: Thank you for tuning in and staying tuned to after nine on ninety-three point one CFIS FM.
1: Prince George Iceman is coming up pretty quick. Last week, uh, Julie Abdegrove, the director of the race this year, stopped by the Post to Post uh, sports show on Thursday. Jesse Church and I had the chance to chat with her about the upcoming event, and I started by asking her, well, the weather we're having right now, how good is that for the Iceman?
4: Maybe a little bit warmer, but, yeah, it's pretty close.
1: No, But compared to a week and a half ago when it was minus 40...
4: We would have had to call it. Yes,
1: which you've (laughs) done in the past, unfortunately. Yes. And it looks like we're going to have enough snow, because that's another reason that there's been some problems in the past. Absolutely. Now, for people who aren't sure, what is the Iceman?
4: The Iceman is a five-event sport. Mm -hmm. So you will ski 8K, run 10K... You'll run to the Oval, and you'll skate approximately 5K, and then from there you'll run another 5K, and then you'll swim 800 meters.
1: <laughs> well, some people might. I won't. <laughs> now, the, the first run, the 10K one, that's basically from Otway into the city, right? Into the Ice Oval.
4: It, yes, it's from Otway to the Oval. Yeah,
1: And then the second 5K is...
4: In behind the oval in that neighborhood, and then it circles back and ends at the pool.
1: Okay, so it's it, it's the same it's the same course that you guys have always used, really. Yes. Okay. Now, what is the date of it? Before we get any further,
4: February eleventh.
1: Oh, so, not quite a month away now. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said it that way. Well,
4: we're getting close.
1: <laughs> yes. Then. And so, now, what is the registration deadline?
4: Um, registration deadline is February 6th at 11.59 p.m.
1: Okay. Because you do need a little bit of time to get all the numbers set up and get the bibs ready and everything. Yeah.
4: Get everything ready for package pickup.
1: Yes. So now, how many people have you got registered so far? Do you know?
4: I think we have about 150 so far. We need a whole lot more, though. Yes.
1: Now, the 150... Those are not all individuals, right?
4: No, we also have teams and oh. junior teams. So you can okay. be an adult team or a junior team.
1: Okay. Now, a team, does it have to be five people?
4: It does not. It mm-hmm. can be two to five people.
1: Okay. So I seem to recall I heard about one team that was four people, but what they did was they had one person do both the runs because they were a runner. Yep. And they had somebody do the skiing, somebody do the See. skating. It's time you to do swimming. Yep. It took me a second to remember what the <laughs> steps were. So, uh, what is junior? Define junior. What's the age?
4: I believe it's up to 16 years old. Okay. So you'd be a junior team. Like, we have school teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. From Todd, Duchess Park, mm-hmm. PGSS that are coming on. So.
1: Yeah, because yeah, I know a couple of times, like, there was a few years I can't remember exactly when where they did have to cancel it and the one school team actually went out when the weather got a little bit better in terms of the Iceman and they actually did it one day like they set everything up they went out the Otway, and then they did, they did the course themselves just oh that's awesome doing it. yeah so, so can, can juniors enter as individuals as well
4: uh, we can have junior soloists yes, okay I think
1: Yeah. Now, do juniors run the same course as... They do not. Okay.
4: So the junior teams, their 10K is broken to 5 and 5. But everything... And I believe their swim is shorter. Okay. But otherwise, it's all the same.
1: Now, so the 10K run is then along the road... Yes. ...from Caledonia, Nordic. So what's the format for that? Like, do you have... People out stopping traffic when need be? or
4: We'll have Alliance out there Mm -hmm. as our traffic control, and we have a number of volunteers um, helping out as well. We'll have water stations Mm -hmm. to help people out, um, and we block off from the off-ramp on Mm Foothills all the way to 15th Avenue. We block off that first lane.
1: Okay. So now the... I was thinking about something to do with the run, and I can't remember what it was now. I do run a lot. Um, How do do people get out to our way to start with, especially if they're an individual?
4: We will have a shuttle service leaving from the Aquatic Center. Now, I'm not exactly sure on the times of that, so you'll Mm. have to check our website.
1: Right. Okay. And that'll run. And so now, also with that, do you have people... Assigned to bring people's gear in.
4: Yes, we have a boot oh, shuttle. Because
1: yes. I was thinking, otherwise, you know, you finish the skiing. Okay, now I got to strap the skis in my back and run ten okay, k. Okay. That's not good.
4: No, yeah. we we totally have a shuttle, and nowadays, um, a lot of people can use their um, skate ski boot as mm. for their skate, right? As well, like they put Nordic yeah. blades on. So we will make sure their boots make it from Altway to. Okay. Um, that will vote for them.
1: Yeah, because ski boots are not really good for running in, are they?
4: I wouldn't recommend. No. it. they'd be super uncomfortable. Yes.
1: <laughs> okay, so they will need some runners for those two legs, and then what? What do you find most people do when it comes to the swimming? Do most of them have like their swim gear on, on under everything else, or
4: the soloists will yeah. definitely okay run with their swimsuits on.
1: Sheesh. But they won't actually take. They won't actually have the swimsuits out until they get to the swimming pool. They're not going to be running down all the way in their swimsuit. No.
4: no. No. They'll just have them underneath their gear, yeah. and when they get there, then they just have to take off their running stuff and yeah. jump in the pool. Okay.
1: Are they allowed to jump in the
4: pool? You are not allowed to jump in the pool. Okay, I, I, that is my bad. <laughs> I seem to recall. There's no
1: diving either. <laughs> yeah, I seem to recall seeing that on the Frequently Asked Questions part of the website. you're supposed to just lower yourself into the pool yes. and take off. So now, how how does the to- oh that's what I was trying to remember on the way into town from Alway? There's, I believe, two railway crossings. Yeah. Now, are people supposed to be racing against the train to try to get across? or
4: Absolutely not. No. (laughs) We will have people stationed at both train Mm -hmm. tracks. And if a train does happen to go, they'll write down the time so that the runner will not be penalized for it.
1: Okay. And now each leg is timed as well, isn't it? Like you've got people timing each individual leg as well. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Now... In the team format, for people who haven't been on the team before, what do they do? Like, do they have to do an absolutely you know, hand-slap type tag to pass they on? They all have chips. Okay.
4: So your skier starts with the chip, and when they go come in from the ski and they hand off to your runner, they'll hand the chip off.
1: Okay. Now, I'm assuming we're talking a computer chip here, not it, like a nacho chip.
4: It's a computer chip, okay. and okay. they can either Velcro it on their wrist, or we'll uh-huh. give them some... Uh, a tie a, to put on it so they yeah. can carry okay.
1: it. Yeah. Now, how, how is everybody identified? Because the the chip doesn't really help that much if you're trying to figure out who so-and-so is. So, I know in the past... When you they register,
4: had, hmm? you have to register who's doing what leg. Okay. So we would know that way.
1: Okay. And then, everybody's got numbers as well?
4: Yes. If you're a team, everybody's the same number. Okay.
1: So. And if you're an individual, you've got your own number as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Now, this is almost like a technical question to some extent. With this. Are the numbers assigned, so say 100 to say 400 are individuals, 500, 600 are teams, or is it just catch-as-catch-can to some extent?
4: I am not the registered okay. person, so I'm actually <laughs> not sure on that one. No,
1: no. And now, the, the skating especially, like the skiing is what, one lap or two?
4: The Once skiing two. is two labs. Okay. Two 4K labs.
1: Okay. And now is each skier sort of responsible for remembering that they've skied one or two, or is there somebody out there sort of going, well, one I'm more? sure
4: if you're on a team, they would call you in if you were going for a third <laughs> yeah, lap. Yeah. <laughs> but it is your responsibility. Okay. You know you've done too.
1: Yeah. And is it the same at the ice oval? then, I would think, as well? Because the ice will even yeah, are confusing. Yeah.
4: And if you're on a team again, your teammate could count your laps for you. Okay.
3: Yeah. And if I remember correctly, the oh, will they give you a clicker as well? Correct.
4: I cannot answer that question. Perfect, I think
3: the year that I did it, they gave everybody a clicker <laughs> okay. so
4: you
1: could, you could track. Because Jesse was having trouble trying to remember how many laps he had done. Well it's only
3: I think it's twelve.
1: Is that how many lapses? Yes. Once yeah. you
3: get past six it gets uh, yeah. it gets foggy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Especially when you get to ten because now you've run out of fingers.
3: Well yeah, well then you just got two skates.
1: Okay. That's a good point. <laughs> That's a ridiculous point, but it's a good point. Um so basically teams, each person is responsible for their own gear. In terms of if you're if you're on a team and yes. you're a skier, when you finish the skiing you're responsible for getting your gear back in. Yes. But if you're an individual, just you guess make sure you've got a tag on it that says, this is John Smith's. Yes. And then your people will take care of it from there.
4: And that's given at race registration or package okay. pickup, sorry. When they come in, they have a bag and they can put their gear in the bag.
1: Okay. And the bag has, like, their, their, their number on it? Their number okay. and their
4: name, Perfect. I believe. Yeah.
1: I mean, just in case, again, this is something people will get when they register and stuff like that. But where is the gear kept? Like, is it going to be picked up at the swimming pool at the end of the event? or?
4: It is not. It's brought to the Civic Center, and we actually have, a like, a whole wall of poly put down, and then all the gear is laid out wow. for people to come and get their gear.
1: And we
7: will be back with the second portion of the interview with Julie Abdegrove from the P.G. Iceman after nine. Registration is now open for the B.C. Indigenous Archery Development Camp. The two-day camp is being held February 10th and 11th at the Fort Nelson Roden Gun Club in Fort Nelson. Indigenous youth ages 10 through 18 from all levels of the sport are invited to take part. Registration and full details are available through the Indigenous Sport Physical Activity and Recreation Council's website at ispark.ca. The registration deadline for the B.C. Indigenous Archery Development Camp is February 6th. Bingo Players in Prince George. Listen up. Starting on January 30, Check TV and CFIS FM will be partnering up to host one weekly bingo every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Cards will only be sold at CFIS FM's office located at 1299 Third Avenue. Join us every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on YouTube as we play three combination games. You must be 19 years plus to play. Know your limit and stay within it. Charitable Gambling License one four six nine two nine. 929 Hi, I'm Darren Guest from Northland Dodge. People hate buying cars. I hate buying cars. If you're holding off buying because you don't want to deal with the hassle, I'm here to make it easy for you. Northland Dodge has
3: more trucks in stock than we have had in the past three years. Plus, we have a huge assortment of awesome used trucks and SUVs. No pressure, no hard sell. Stop by for a coffee and I'll help you find
7: the vehicle that's right for you. I'm Darren Guest, Northland Dodge, dealer number 30501. Learn to love your smile again at Dirt Denture Center. Dirt Denture Center offers a full range of denture services, from partial dentures to complete dentures. Same-day repairs are also available. Dirt Denture Center is located on the third floor of the Victoria Medical Building with easy elevator access. Come in for a free complimentary consultation. No referral required. For help with your existing set or if you need new, Dirt Denture Center in the Victoria Medical Building. Call 250-562-6638. <coughs>
0: This is After 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM.
1: Finishing up the interview with Julia Grove, the race director for the P.G. Iceman this year. Now, the Civic Center, what would you guys be doing at the Civic Center? Like, that's not a place you normally know of for athletics.
4: The Civic Center is the only place that has enough seating for the Iceman.
1: And No, no, but it's the banquet, right? The
4: banquet, yes.
1: You're not competing in anything to no. get the civic center. No,
4: it's just the, the lunch
3: yeah. afterwards. You're sitting down awards. and rewarding yourself.
4: Absolutely, yes. you deserve it.
3: Or in some cases, dinner. In my case, dinner.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I see. Oh, which actually brings up another point. Are there cutoff times, especially for the individuals? Like, do you have to be within certain time frames? I don't know.
3: There are. I don't remember exactly no. what they are, but I know that um, the first year that I did it, and I've only done it twice the first year that I did it, uh, the guys picking up the cones were basically right on me the entire time during the last little bit. And they actually let me jump in the pool because I go up there, and he's like, Just go. I don't. Just go. I don't care. But, yeah, I think, there's, I think the ski has to be done in... I want to say it's like two hours is kind of yeah. is kind of cut off because I did it an hour and ten and there were still mm. a couple of people behind me that passed me quickly on the run. But yeah. it yeah. was, uh, yeah, they, there are cutoffs. I just can't remember exactly no. what they are.
1: And they might even vary from year to year to some extent. Like, well, if they see mm. everybody gets in, no? no I think they're
3: going to be yeah. pretty
4: standard. I yeah. think
3: the only time that it varied was the the first year that I did it. It was minus 30. Mm. And, they, and they backed it up because mm-hmm. they went by... Um, hours so Mm. if it was supposed to start at 7 a.m. then it was you have to be done by two type idea and then when it it got bumped back to eight to nine to ten so they're like okay you got to be done by four or or whatever that
1: would be so what is the start time for this year at this point
4: it right now is 10 a.m.
1: okay so that's 10 a.m. on february eleventh, out of otway 40 to seven thousand people hitting the trails at one time you betcha yeah, well, maybe not 47,000. We'd
4: love it. Yeah.
1: Well, you would love it. Your registrar wouldn't. And your uh, person who has to assign the uh, numbers would probably be
3: going, no. No, yeah, no, no. He wouldn't like it. No. <laughs> Do you guys still get a decent amount of out of town registrants, or was that something that you wouldn't? Because you're because you're not doing the registration is that something you wouldn't?
4: I don't know the answer okay. to that yeah. one because I would, and, would have had to ask Michael.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I know that they in the past. There's been a lot of it coming from Mackenzie, from Quinell, that kind of yeah. thing because it's the only kind of winter. Oh. Yeah. You know, big, you know, almost, you know, triathlon type type event, right? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I just wondered if it was still, after COVID, if it was still kind of trending that way. You mm-hmm.
4: know what? After COVID, we, our numbers just aren't there right now. No. Like, we're really hoping people are coming back around, yeah. but we haven't seen it yet.
1: Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. And I'm guessing part of the thing with it is... Like, we always sort of joke, if you will, about Prince George being a last minute town when it comes to registration. Well, even more for something like the Iceman. Like, February the 1st, you're starting to look at the weather forecast and going, okay, I will go in it this year because the weather forecast looks decent.
4: We're hoping that registration will go up yes. closer to it. Okay. But yes, you're very right. If we are a last minute town.
6: <laughs> What's
4: kind of the. So, registration is $65? Registration for a soloist is 75 Okay uh, Adult team is 65 per person okay. And the junior team is 50 per person Okay
3: and, and 90% of that's going basically to cover the banquet, right?
4: Yes Banquet yeah. and awards Banquet, and banquet yeah. awards and everything like well, that Well, the banquet, alliance Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, The pool Like, yeah. we have a lot mm. of expenses Yeah, you guys aren't putting a
3: whole bunch of money in your pockets or anything like that no. So what? No, it yeah. covers
4: all the expenses, yeah. Yeah. barely
3: So what mm-hmm. number do you guys need to have registration-wise to kind of break even? um 47,000 I told you. Yeah. Exactly <laughs> we are, yeah, we are uh, losing money every year.
4: 330 <laughs> last year and okay. we definitely need like 400. Oh, at 400 least. would be yeah.
3: kind of break even. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So 250 more in the next 3 weeks. Yeah. yeah. I, don't oh, to oh, I don't know. I don't register. <laughs> you don't
0: have to do it just register, support yeah, the cause. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go to the dinner.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like mm-hmm. my idea. Now, actually, brings up an extra point as well. The dinner, if I'm Mama and Papa Smith and my little kid is on one of the teams, how do I get to go to the banquet to watch them go up and get their award?
4: You can buy a ticket at package pickup or you can buy a ticket at the door day of. Mm, but you're or taking a chance. When you're registering, you can also add a ticket in there. Okay,
1: yeah. but if you wait to do it at the door, you're taking a chance.
4: Well, th- they're pretty good at, at accommodating us okay. to put more tables in and stuff. Yeah.
3: Okay. How much is just the dinner ticket?
4: Uh, forty five dollars. Okay. okay.
3: that's reasonable. Um, uh, Thirty five.
4: Sorry. Yeah. Okay. The
3: banquet, the two times that I—oh, sorry, the one time because the other time was virtual, but it was <laughs> fantastic. Yes. Great oh, food. Yeah. Good
4: food yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, yeah for sure. Nice. Lots. <laughs> yeah.
1: So that's something to look forward to when you're out on the uh, skating rink. Yeah. And it's been 600 meters, and you're going, how much further do I need to go? Yeah. And they say, think of the banquet. Boom.
3: It's only six kilometers if you get to, if you get through six laps. Yeah. yeah fine. Okay.
1: <laughs> so now, do you need volunteers? This is one of the stupidest questions I've probably ever asked, which is really stretching. <laughs> Do you need volunteers?
4: Absolutely. I was we about do. to say
1: I don't think I've ever asked any organizer that question and said, no, nah, we we'll got everybody. Oh, we're, we're
4: good." Yeah, no. <laughs> no. no. We definitely need um, volunteers, and they can go on our website mm-hmm. and they can email our volunteer at pgiceman.ca, and Ellie will find them a spot.
1: Okay. So if they've got, if they do the email route or whatever. Um, Should they mention whether they have any sort of skills that might be applicable?
4: They can uh, uh, let us know where they would like to be positioned. And if we don't have somebody already, we could make it available for them.
1: So if you've got somebody who does have a fair bit of experience, say, with uh, speed skating or something like that. Absolutely. Mention that, and there's a good chance they'll put you down at the ice oval where you can keep an eye on people. Yeah. Yes. Not in the pool. No. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Out. Never swam before. You know where we're going to put you. <laughs> <laughs> so you've mentioned the website a couple of times. What is the website?
4: It is www.pgiceman.ca.
1: Whoa, that's a tough one to remember. Isn't it? Yes. <laughs> and you guys have got a Facebook page, too, I'm guessing. We do. And so people can go there as well. And
4: Instagram. Jeez. We've got it covered. Wow.
1: Julie Updegrove, the race director for the upcoming Prince George Iceman, take another quick break and we'll be back with more after
7: nine. Your Prince George Public Library is teaming up with the Prince George Folkfest Society to present a bookworm boogie on February 3rd, part of the Cold Snap Music Festival. The feature performer for the boogie is Will's Jams. This is an all-ages free drop-in event. The Bookworm Boogie runs from 10.30 to 11.15 at the downtown branch of the library with a short story time at 10.15. The Bookworm Boogie, 10.30 to 11.15 on February 3rd at the downtown branch of
1: your Prince George Public Library. This year's Cold Snap Winter Music Festival is bigger and better than ever. Don't miss the Cold Snap Rap Party featuring Coastal Drifters and Elijah Quinn, Saturday, February 10th at the Legion. It's your chance to celebrate another great Cold Snap Festival and stay up late with a Cold Snap Late Night Show, new this year. Check out the full schedule and get your tickets at ColdSnapFestival.com. The Cold Snap
0: Winter Music Festival, February 2nd to 10th around Prince George. Your community, your call. Report crime anonymously, 24/7, 365 days a year, by calling Northern BC Crime Stoppers at 1-800-222-8477 or online at northernbccrimestoppers.ca. Our next Community Shredded event is Saturday, April 27th, from 10 till 2 at the PGSS parking lot. Shred your personal documents safely and securely with a $10 donation per bag or box. To keep up to date, follow on Facebook, Instagram, or Northern BC Crime
1: Forecast from Environment Canada. Flurries today, wind up to 15K. A high of minus 2 with a morning wind chill to minus 10. Cloudy tonight, a 60% chance of flurries this evening, then partly cloudy. More wind, a low of minus 5. For Wednesday, cloudy with a 40% chance of
0: flurries in the afternoon,
1: a high of minus 2.
0: You're listening to After 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. And it's time to talk. Prince George Public Library now, joined today with Liz Hanna. Good
1: morning, Liz. Good morning. Now, you brought a bunch of stuff in today, but the one I want to start talking about is this great big... Why, uh, yeah. It's got <laughs> a very sad-looking snowman with the word Winter Blues right beside him.
8: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is
1: this all about?
8: <laughs> <laughs> this is our new Winter Blues campaign for the library, because January can always be a...
1: Do you want to be... give people the Winter Blues?
8: No, oh, we want to okay. save them from it. Ah, okay. That's why when you flip it over, the snowman is now happy.
1: Oh, oh okay. Yeah, because
8: yeah. he's come to the library. Okay. Or come outside the library. You can't or, come in. No, no. Yeah.
1: No. Snowmen, water, books. No. Exactly. Yeah. Can't have snowmen
8: in the library, unfortunately. No. Oh, too so. bad. Yeah. So he might stay sad, but you don't have to.
1: No. <laughs> and you guys, again, um, definitely back into the new year now, about three weeks. Mm-hmm. And so all the programs are back up and running. All the
8: programs are and, back up and running.
1: And there are a few things still coming up. Like, I believe the last time I was talking with Jen Rubidoux, we were mentioning that the deadline for nominations for the Gene Clark Local History Awards, the service awards, were coming up. I believe that deadline is now passed, though. Mm-hmm. So now it's the dead run to the awards.
8: It is. Yeah. So the awards are happening on Sunday, February 25th. Mm-hmm. It's from 1 to 3. And we just need you to use RSVP.
1: Because this is limited, because it is at the library. It's at
8: the library, limited seating. Limited seating. Um, So if you have RSVP, we can guarantee you a spot.
1: And there's two different types of awards here, right? There Mm -hmm. is the service award, which is for individual people who have contributed to the library a lot. And then there's also this other thing that has to do with the library, Books. (laughs)
8: Books. <laughs> and books, exactly. So the short list, I think, is coming out shortly from the publications. Yeah. And so they'll have a whole list of those coming. And we also have some author talks the week oh, coming okay. up to the Gene Clark Awards. If you're not able to make it... To the History Awards, you can make it to a couple author talks on Wednesday and Thursday, February 21st and 22nd. Okay.
1: Now, are those going to be authors who have Mm -hmm. have got books that are going to be
8: up for the award, which would seem like a bit of an unfair advantage? I have, um, my assumption is that they will be on the shortlist, but I can't say for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've got Larry Merritt, right. and he's an author, a local author and illustrator, and he has a couple books that are all about mm-hmm. Prince George history, and his sketches are just amazing. Yes. So we'll get to check those out with him, and he'll talk about his inspirations. And then on Thursday, February 22nd, we have Jonathan Swagner, and he's the author of Notorious George's Crime and Community in British Columbia's Northern Interior.
1: No, I remember the first time I heard that title, The Notorious Georges. Mm-hmm. And my first thought was it's either a family named George or it's two or three different people. I was all thinking it would be George. a
8: whole bunch of different Georges, no, yeah. Apparently it's
1: <laughs> Prince George, Fort George, South Fort George, Central Fort George, and it's those all are places. the Georges. <laughs> yeah. Which were very notorious in their day.
8: Apparently, yeah. So, geez. so he'll tell us all about that. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then the awards themselves on the twenty fifth. Mm-hmm. Um, Something else that is now underway, I believe, and, and I think this is a program you've had in the past. Reading buddies.
8: Reading buddies is back. Yeah, I think it was a pre-COVID, mm. and yeah. so now we're back up and running. So, reading buddies is going to happen. Uh, so this Saturday, the twenty January twenty seventh, right. and also. Tw- February 24th.
1: Okay, so it's every month, yeah.
8: Okay. Again, once a month, uh, grades kindergarten to three, can choose books and enjoy time reading with big buddies from the library's teen volunteer program, which okay. is really back up and running. We've got a bunch of them. Um, so yeah, you just come in on the Saturday uh, at 11, 11.30, 12, or 12.30, and you can get matched with a volunteer to start reading together.
1: Now... Does the little buddy bring their own book in or are the books ones that are at the library?
8: Either. You can bring your own book if you have a favorite or you can come to the library and choose one day of.
1: But I would suggest if you are a little buddy, um, bringing in War and Peace may not be a good one to use. (laughs) That
8: might be a tough one. You probably won't finish it. No. Yeah.
1: Probably won't finish it. And the big buddy, no matter how good they are, might have (laughs) trouble with some of the Russian names.
8: That's likely as well, yeah.
1: So again, uh, and that, I think, I remember reading on the thing correctly as well. That one is kind of a limited...
8: It's the first time first serve. Yeah. Yeah. so yes. If like you come... I guess we open at but 10, you got, so... you got four different, got
1: four different chances, <laughs> there's though. There's four
8: yeah. different chances. And if you come early, there's lots to do in the library while you're waiting.
1: Yes. Yeah, like look for the book that you want be uh, big buddy to read. Well,
8: exactly. You can look for books. You can yeah. play with a the train. There's coloring.
1: Yeah, whatever you need. Wait man, You don't allow snowmen in the library, but you allow a train
8: we allow a it train. It's much smaller. Okay. And it doesn't carry water. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay, this is good. This yeah, this is good.
8: You can make as many snowmen outside the library as you like. Yes. But yeah, but just please don't bring them in with you. Especially these days. Yeah, Fair- exactly. There's lots of snow. snow. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And nowhere near as cold as it was a few days ago, exactly. so the little kids won't mind being outside. No.
8: Exactly.
1: Now, something else for the little ones coming up. And this is part of the. This is actually part of Cold Snap, really. It is. The Bookworm Boogie. The
8: bookworm Boogie, yeah. So, Will's Jams is coming on Saturday, February 3rd. Mm. So, it's from 10.30 to 11.15, um, but if you come a little earlier at 10.15, there'll be a short story time.
1: Okay. Yeah. So That's good, because I remember they had... I think last year was the mm-hmm. first thing they had, but again, a lot yeah. of that was probably because of COVID the years before that.
8: Probably, yeah.
1: Because I remember it was a group, I think, I want to say they're out of the Okanagan or the Lower Mainland, but I want to say the Okanagan, the Ootnoots, yes. was a group that came up.
8: Yeah, they were here last year, so we're yeah. following it up with Will's jams okay. this year. Yeah.
1: So that'll be fun for all the little guys and mm-hmm. girls. Mm-hmm. Can't, can't leave them out. Nope. So now... Pick a program that you like. Oh, I can see one right there, but I think it's already passed, isn't it? Pet-a-Puppy? Oh, Pet-a-Puppy.
8: Yeah, that one was pretty fun. Um, it was, was last Saturday. Yes. And I think yeah, people had lots of fun there. We'll have to see if we can do that again.
1: Yes, definitely.
8: Um, but we do have, coming up on Monday, there's a winter carnival. Because oh. there's a non-instructional day on Monday. Ah. This coming Monday. This coming Monday, wow. yeah. The 29th. Okay. Uh, so we're going to have snow painting Indoor fort building Fake snow making And a movie
1: <laughs> Okay <laughs> so, so we'll
8: have Lots going on And there's always There's usually Scavenger hunts With these NIDs as well
1: Oh gee What a surprise yeah. A scavenger hunt At the library
8: Exactly You always gotta go Looking for things yeah. Now
1: It That just Suddenly reminded me Of something Is the golden ticket program still underway over there? The
8: golden ticket program is still underway until I think it's the end of February. Okay. And for people who are a little older, uh, so teens and adults, we Mm -hmm. have the blind date with a book program. Okay. So you can come in, the book is wrapped in paper so you can't see what it is, and there's three words on the title, or three (laughs) words on it to let you get, so you can pick a book without knowing which one it is.
1: Okay. Liz, need to take a quick break, come back and chat some more. Perfect. After nine. Mm The Reading Buddies program is back at your Prince George Public Library. Little Buddies, from kindergarten to grade 3, choose books and enjoy time reading with Big Buddies from the library's Teen Volunteer Program. Little Buddies will be batched with Big Buddies on a first-come, first-served basis. Reading Buddies is a monthly free drop-in program. There are four half-hour sessions starting at 11. The The next Reading Buddies session will be Saturday at the downtown branch of your Prince George Public Library.
3: Are you a leader who wants to take their leadership to the next level? Do you have an emerging leader on your team who needs support? At Pivot Leader, our Leaders in Business program combines leadership training with one-on-one coaching to help leaders just like you. You'll learn how to deal with people better, handle conflict, hire and keep staff, delegate more effectively, read financial statements, and learn coaching skills to move your team along. There's a less stressful way to improve your outcomes. We can show you how.
5: If you'd like to be a better leader, reach out to us today at PivotLeader.com. Pivot Leader. will help you grow, train, and sell your business. When we come back from a trip, but our luggage does not, that's usually not a good thing. But what about the invisible baggage we carry, our old sins and regrets? Hear how God's forgiveness in Christ is a gift from far away that puts those regrets away as far as the East is from the West. Our guest speaker is Dr. Dan Pavla, this week on the Lutheran Hour. Sunday mornings at 8 here on 93.1 CFIS-FM.
6: Top three food-related New Year's resolutions for 2024. Resolution number one. Eat at Deb's Cafe and Specialty Bakery. If this isn't your number one resolution this year, it ought to be. Our lunch items are fresh and hearty. Our cakes, pies, cheesecakes, and other baked goods are delicious. And our food is enjoyed by those who don't have dietary restrictions just as much as by those who do. It's a cafe and bakery like no other. Deb's Cafe and Specialty Bakery. Next to PharmaSafe at 7. In Quebec.
0: Keeping you up to date on current news and events in and around Prince George. This is After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Okay, now Liz,
1: I just flipped the mm-hmm. huge Winter Blues <laughs> card over. And, I mean, if anybody wants to know basically what the library offers, wow. Yeah,
8: it's a lot Three of Three different
1: lists. Mm-hmm. And it's... Uh, and the one doesn't even talk about specific programs. It says connect, and it talks about the free programs and events, and it just talks about all the different types of programs.
8: Yes, there are too many to list. Yes, <laughs> yeah, we well, have about a hundred programs a month, I believe. Cow. Like, wow! Wow! Yeah.
1: And all aimed at different categories mm-hmm. of people, for the most part.
8: Absolutely, yeah, seniors, youth, yeah. Um, Right down
1: to toddlers. All so the way down to toddlers. They, and they don't babies. come to the program themselves, but mm-hmm. somebody brings Someone
8: them. Someone brings them, but yes. yeah, definitely for them. I mean, my kid goes to baby time every Thursday morning. So, okay. Yeah.
1: Good. And then, now you've got all kinds of books. I do. You've got all, well, we well you do. probably the do as so, well. The library yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> but you've also got, lot of people might not realize it, you've got, I think you still have a lot of CDs that people no, no. No, no CDs Unfortunately, the CD no.
8: collection has just been removed. Ah, okay. DVDs. DVDs. Lots of DVDs. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Games. Games, yeah. Yes. All, a bunch of different gaming console games, yeah. yeah. And you can play the games in the library as well. The teens. Okay. If you're 8 to 18, you can borrow a... a ...Xbox or a PlayStation 5 wow. controller. Yeah.
1: Okay. Play and then is there a place set aside...
8: For them to play the games, or are yeah. those controllers
1: that they're just
8: the controllers? Because we've got a PS5 and an Xbox. I'm going to say one um in the teen section of library with they're set up with um, okay, so they're with TVs set up right there with the screen and a right whole there. selection of games that they can play. Wow, yeah.
1: So you come in. You don't know for sure what book you want to pick up, so you think I'm just gonna play this for a while. Exactly.
8: Yeah, and then go look at books later. Yes. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Always go for look go always go to look for books though. Absolutely. And now the other thing of course is you can go in there and you guys have got Wi Fi?
8: We do. We've got Wi Fi, we've got nine computers for people to use if they don't have their own. Wow. Yeah. And free printing up to twenty pages a day. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And there is now there is still study rooms there too isn't there like not just the Keith Gordon room because that's the mm-hmm. big one that you guys usually use for your special for most events of our like, I'm kind of thinking that's where the um Keith Gordon where the Gene uh, Clark Awards will be. That
8: um, one will yeah, be in the yeah. Keith Gordon room. Yep, absolutely. But yeah, upstairs we have two study rooms. Mm-hmm. They're hidden behind the computer lab. <laughs> uh, so they're hard to find. But uh, we do have them. And you can book them online or you can come in and talk to us and we can book them for you. Okay. Yeah, up to two hours a day. Okay, up to
1: two hours a day and obviously during regular... A regular, yeah, during absolutely. Regular, so you can't book it from like 3 to 5 a.m.?
8: No, you cannot do that. No, yeah, bad. Only when we're open.
1: No, I'm not saying I would, but it's <laughs> yeah, so and then, it's not just what you guys have got at the library. Mm-hmm. You guys have got access to, well, probably millions mm-hmm. of books and stuff.
8: Yeah, I think it says...
1: Or, the interlibrary loan system is the, just...
8: Yeah, it's a great system. So, yeah, we can bring in books from other libraries if we don't have them. Mm-hmm. And then we, But we also have Libby and uh, Hoopla. So, these are apps you can use on your phone or Kobo. And you can access all the ebooks, audiobooks, magazines. We've got a press readers, so it gives you access to a bunch of different newspapers as well.
1: What are newspapers? No. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's, that's a question that seems to be becoming more and more. It common. may be a question
8: the more often, but uh, yeah. we actually get asked quite a bit if we have access to newspapers. So,
1: yeah, but you we guys do. do still have a fair number of newspapers at the library as well. We man, have
8: so. it's a smaller section yes, of newspapers unfortunately, unfortunately. but uh, if you have a library card, you can actually access. Uh, it looks like 2,700 newspapers oh from your tablet, your phone, your computer. Jeez, you just need a library card. And those are free.
1: (laughs) A library card's an amazing thing.
8: Mm-hmm. you get access to
1: so much stuff. Yes. And for some of that, where it can access thousands of newspapers, millions of books, I mean, how much does it cost to get a library card?
8: (laughs) Absolutely nothing. You just have to live in Prince George. Okay. Yeah. And
1: so you can live here, and if you remember, say you were going to school at... Just say you, Vic, for instance, mm-hmm. and you know that there was a book in their library that you really enjoyed, and you'd like to look at it again. Yeah, we can. You can come to you guys and say, come "Hey, can you order that book for me?"
8: Mm-hmm. And they'll yeah. say, "Sure." Yeah, we'll look into it for sure. See if will give it.
1: Now, the only thing is, if you're ordering those books. Or doing books with you guys, you can basically keep them as long as you want within reason. <laughs> but, like, there's no late fees or anything anymore.
8: No late fees until the book is considered lost. Okay. Yeah, so if we lose books or if we have if the book is damaged, then mm-hmm. there are still fees. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, if you're just late bringing them back, there's no fees.
1: But if you've got that book on interlibrary loan from mm-hmm. somewhere else, then there is
8: a time limit because they kind of want their book back. They would like the book back, yeah. Yes. So I think you get about two weeks and sometimes you can renew for another or two weeks, okay. just depends on the book.
1: So it gives you some time to work with. Mm-hmm.
8: Okay. Yeah, I still have time to read it.
1: Yeah. So now, what are the library hours right now? Because I know, I think you guys change in the summer, and we're not there yet, but just so yeah. what are the hours now?
8: Right now, uh, so the downtown branch is open Mondays and Fridays 10 to 6, and we're, we're open Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday from 10 to 8, oh. and Saturdays from... 10 to 5, and then the Nechaco Branch in the Heart is open Monday to Friday, 10 to 6, and Saturday, 10 to 5. Wow. Mm-hmm.
1: And the one thing I was mentioning to somebody, one of the things I liked about the Prince George Library, is it's not like 90% of the programs are at the downtown library, oh, and we'll throw we'll a crumb every once in a while to the Nechaco, the Nechaco Branch mm-hmm. actually participates a lot in the programming.
8: Yeah, yeah. We try to do as much programming up there as possible. Yeah. yeah, we got a couple of youth programs that alternate back and forth between downtown and um in the heart, like our gaming hour mm-hmm. and painting. What's that one called?
1: Famous paintings?
8: Yes, the famous yes. paintings. Where you, and
1: where you look at the famous paintings say, I can do better than that.
8: Exactly. And then the kids can knit also goes back and forth. Okay. Yeah. Perfect.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Um Liz Hannah. Prince George Public Library. What's the website for people?
8: A pgpl.ca
1: Nice, simple, straightforward.
8: Exactly. Thanks Easy very to find. Much. Thanks very much for
1: coming in and chatting.
8: Thanks so much for having me.
1: Thanks as well to Jody Strongstad from the uh, Crisis Center for Northern BC. I'm not going to use the full name again this time. And the interview that I did last week with Julie Updegrove from the PG Iceman. That'll do it for me. We'll be back on the air tomorrow with uh, Darren and Reg after nine.
0: After Nine is a weekday presentation of CFISFM. After Nine is produced by Alan Wishart, Eric Allen, Kylie Lewis Holt, Darren Guess, Trudy Clausen and Rez Krebs. Executive producer is Reg Fair with technical assistance from Stephen Smith. Theme music is by The Ebs. Listen for a rebroadcast of today's program tonight at 10 and for past shows, check out the archives link at cfisfm.com. To provide feedback or suggestions for the show, please email cfisfm at yahoo.ca.
7: This is 93.1 CFISFM in Prince George. Proudly supported by local professionals like Realtor Tab Baker. Call 250-613-1755.